little chaos in the morning. <laughs> but I think it gives us a sense of what it would have been like to be there. We <laughs> imagine coming in, you're from the country, you're going into the big city, and suddenly you're walking in over palm branches, and there's this guy riding a donkey. It would have been a sight to behold. It would have been unnerving. And that's where we are. Here we are, Palm Sunday. We are nearing the end of Lent. And today we begin that final push towards change. This week, Holy Week, is the time we celebrate and mourn the days before Jesus' death. It is a crazy week. As Sarah put it the other day when we were planning today's service, it feels like we are jumping into a river and about to float the rapids. There is unnerving momentum to this week. Jesus gets to the big city. He enters with pomp and circumstance and turns the tables of the temple, violently whipping the people who made money off of the poor and faithful. He eats a meal with his closest friends and students. He washes their feet, sings a song, then heads out to the local park where he is arrested, then tried, found innocent, and killed anyway. It is a mad rush of several days like floating down rapids. But before all that, right now, today, we get a very different picture. Today is like jumping into a pool of cool water after working all day in the sun. This is the day that everyone has been waiting for. The disciples have followed Jesus everywhere since they put down their fishing nets three years ago. Others were among the thousands who ate loaves and fishes. Many were cured of diseases. Some people have just heard about this guy. And all of these people had hoped that Jesus was the one. The Messiah, the one who is going to overthrow the corrupt politicians and begin a just and verdant political reign, free from corruption of religious authorities and free from the occupation of the Roman Empire. People have been waiting for this for a long time. They've been waiting for a king that reunites all of Israel since the northern and southern kingdoms were split following the death of David's son, Solomon, hundreds and hundreds of years before. The Israelites have hoped and dreamed of it since they were forced into exile in Babylon. They thought of it when they returned to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple. They thought of it as wave after wave of invaders took over their land, including the latest of those outsiders, the Romans. There were prophecies about how the Messiah would come. Perhaps the most relevant one to today's gospel comes from Zechariah, 
the last of the prophets in the Hebrew Bible. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, lo, your king comes to you, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Donkey. He will cut off the war horse from Jerusalem, and he shall command peace to the nations. In today's gospel, Jesus is fulfilling something that people have been waiting for for centuries. I can't help think think about the inauguration of Obama in 2008. Um, A lot of people thought that would never happen. I remember as a kid, people talked about the possibility of a black president or maybe a female president. But no one was sure if or when it would happen. Suddenly along came Obama, and all of this pent-up hope was coming out. The night before the 2008 inauguration, I took a train down to D.C., and I walked around. I've never seen anything like it before. Whole families, babies, parents, grandparents, (laughs) great-grandparents... We're walking down the street with huge smiles on their faces in the capital city. They all had this look of wonder, like, is this real? But not the like, this isn't real. It was like, yeah, this this might actually happen. There was the lingering fear that he might be killed. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> There's the lingering fear, fear that uh, he might be killed, shot down by some lunatic or by some consp- conspiracy of the powers that be. We've talked about this before. It's miraculous that Obama made it through all that time without being killed. But on that day in 2008, hope burst through the clouds. I guess it was 2009, it was early 2009. Toward the end of her life, the great poet Maya Angelou gave several speeches on the theme from an old spiritual. God put a rainbow in the clouds. I had the honor of editing uh, the sound for one of her speeches for the church I worked at in Clyde, where she had given one of these speeches. Um, And I was doing an internship while I was in seminary. And in it, she broke out. She's going through her normal poetry and and talking about how God chooses these situations of of intense desperation and puts hope right there. And she's saying, When it looked like the sun wasn't going to shine anymore, God put a rainbow in the clouds. It's obviously a reference to Noah and the ark. But it is much more than that. It is hope realized. Jesus is the change everyone was waiting for, the fulfillment of a promise. In fact, the people recreate a scene straight from the Jewish history of rebellion. This, is, this comes to us from uh, the, the Maccabees, who were uh, rebels against the Seleucids, who were Hellenistic uh, people based in uh, Babylon and later in Antioch, and they had taken over all of Palestine. These are the same folks uh, against whom uh, the, the people were rebelling, and we get the Hanukkah story. 
This is the restoration of a land after an invasion. But this is the moment where Simon, the leader of the Maccabees, comes into Jerusalem after cleaning it out from these invaders. He says, The Jews entered Jerusalem with praise and palm branches because a great enemy had been crushed and removed from Israel. This is what people thought liberation would look like. They had seen it years before. They'd read about it. They had some sense. This laying out of palms, this grand entrance to clear the way. The prayer, prepare the way for a, a warrior rebel to clean house. This is a role for Clint Eastwood or John Wayne. But Jesus does not ride in on his trusty stallion. He comes on a donkey. A donkey. A borrowed donkey. I don't know how many of you have had the chance to ride a donkey. Um, I have in my travels uh, in the Sahara during a stint when I was with the Touareg family. Um, I had the pleasure of helping these, these children, the children from the family, uh, pull water from a well for about 40 donkeys and 30 goats. Um, the eldest boy, who was about 12, um, was riding around on one of the donkeys. He had this little reed, and he was kind of like slapping it. He was like, <laughs> he was trying to egg me on to try to, 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 try to ride, ride it. And this is not something that uh, grown people do. Donkeys are m much too small to actually for a grown person to ride. But the boy was riding one, and he thought it would be funny if I tried, so I like gave it a shot. Um, to ride a donkey, you have to sit on the rear haunches, haunches you, know, you have to sit all the way back, so that every time they move, you are like <laughs> kicked side to side. It is the most ridiculous ride of your lives. You feel pretty foolish. Um, it's sort of like riding a child's tricycle. You can do it, but you look ridiculous. That is how Jesus, the guy people hoped would be the political liberator, rode into Jerusalem on a tricycle. People expected a Harley, maybe a limo, at least a Ford truck. Jesus rides a donkey and her baby, her colt. It is a postpartum Mommy donkey and her baby. This is really different. But it tells us something essential about Jesus and about God. Paul puts it perfectly in Philippians today. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus shows us how a leader should be. He reminds us this, the power of people in authority. He gives us this example of humility, of self-sacrifice. These are not horribly popular traits these days. 
They weren't back then either. Humility might never be common, but it is inspirational. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of Walmart, of the chain Walmart, as, as you imagine, and their, their impact on the world economy. But I do find it admirable that um, in his, all throughout his career, Sam Walton, the man who started Walmart, drove the same pickup truck day after day. That is the kind of humility that we see as Jesus rides into Jerusalem. Jesus is saying, let me show you a different way to lead, a different way to conquer, a different way to live your life. This, this way, the donkey way, will change the world. I don't know how many of you saw... uh, I imagine most of you read about the the attack in Syria this week. Some of you might have seen the New York Times um, story about the father that lost his wife and nine-month-old twins. It's heartbreaking. Devastating. Just this morning, in Egypt, churches were attacked and bombed. This is a troubling time in which we live. It's devastating. How does the world respond? How do we live in this suffering? This is the sort of suffering that was commonplace in Palestine when Jesus walked into Jerusalem, the big city, the capital as Jesus, a man from the countryside, rolls into town on the livestock equivalent of a tricycle, Matthew says, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, who is this? It is that question we answer this week. Who is this that heals the sick, inspires the poor, and opposes the proud? Who is this who spends his last night with his closest friends? Who is this who remains humble, vulnerable, and defenseless right up to the end? As I ask that question, I return to this scene. I remember the donkey riding Jesus, fulfilling centuries of prophecy and turning the heads of the whole city with a spectacle that makes everyone stop and wonder. On Tuesday, I went down to Carp working on something for the church for Easter, a little surprise. I stopped in at Rincon, as I do, to check the serve. As I was walking back up the stairs, those big stairs at Rincon, I looked up and saw a paraglider coming down and banking off of the bluffs. Perhaps some of you have seen it. I'm sure Tony sees it all the time. He turned back towards me and came within an arm's reach of me on the stairs. (laughs) It was Amazing. Life suddenly felt both tenuous and wonderful. 
hopeful, powerful. Like Jesus riding a donkey over the palms and branches and cloaks into Jerusalem. Amen.